Hello, friends. Michael A. Noble. I'm so glad you joined me today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. That's important. Also, our websites are shilohnewark.com, michaelanobleministries.com. Check out our materials that is designed to encourage you to walk with Jesus until he comes. Amen. Our sermons are on demand. Our messages are on demand. And we have blogs that are designed to challenge you to live a Christian life. So you won't be shamed when Jesus appears. You don't want to be left behind. This is my 11th message in this preaching series, Revelation. I don't know where the time is going. Seems like it's just flying by. But I hope that you've noticed something because I sure have. God wants us to have open eyes so we can see what's coming. So we can be prepared and get it right before it's too late. Jesus needs to be your Savior and Lord. That's what this is all about. And don't get it twisted. God is always in control. But we're heading into a day. As a matter of fact, the beginnings of the signs of the times are right in front of us. Where the devil's going to have his day. You might be surprised. That's all been part of God's plans. God is just and holy. He makes no mistakes. And even if you don't understand it, hopefully you'll learn from today's message. God already saw all this coming. He wants to bless you. But because of his perfect righteousness and holiness, if you reject Jesus, he has to judge you in your sins. Think about that. It's preaching time. Today I want to talk about the sixth trumpet judgment from Revelation chapter 9 verses 13 through 21. Is God fair? I mean, let's keep it real today. Is God justified? Is it right for him to judge the world and sinners who won't repent of their sins? God's gift to the world is Jesus Christ. It's the greatest gift God has given us. How do you feel when you give a great gift? I mean, a sacrifice. It costs you something special meant to convey to whoever you've given the gift how you feel about them, how deeply you love them. And they reject it. When they reject your gift, aren't they rejecting you? That don't feel good. And if that's not dealt with, the relationship, for the most part, is over. Well, God feels the same way. God's gift to the world is Jesus Christ. But let's face it, many people in the modern world have rejected Jesus. And they don't think they're going to have to pay a price. You know what's really unfortunate Many Christians, or at least people who say they're Christians, believe the same thing. That they can reject Jesus, not let him be Lord in their home, not let him be Lord in their heart, not let him control their life, and not pay the price. You cannot reject the greatest gift God has ever given and not have God respond just like you would. You reject him. He has to reject you. 
The book of Revelation tells us that God's wrath is coming soon to judge the world for their sins. Bible prophecy calls this future time of divine judgment the time of Jacob's trouble, the day of the Lord, and the tribulation period. There will be in the near future seven years of tribulations, troubles, unlike anything the world has ever seen. And it's all going to begin when Jesus appears in the sky to take his true church out of this world. We call this glorious event the rapture. Hallelujah. You see, friends, the church will be raptured because God doesn't want those who accept his gift of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to experience the wrath. Wrath is for those who reject God's goodness and gift. So church, rapture, gone. But after the church is gone, everyone that's left behind will be judged by a series or waves of punishment from God for their sins because they rejected Jesus. I can't make it no plainer. And I've been trying to tell you I believe all of this is going to happen sooner than you think. So perk up. Let's get right. In the book of Revelation, we're told that these future tribulations will happen in three groups of seven judgments. One right after the other, going from bad to worse. Seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, seven bowl judgments in that order. Got it? Now, this is what we've learned so far from this preaching series of Revelation about the future. When the world experiences God's wrath, we've looked at the seven seal judgments and the first five trumpet judgments according to the Apostle John's revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, this is what we've seen so far. When the church is gone, God will allow, emphasis on allow, Satan and demons that have been locked up to enter into this world with few restrictions. That's important. Evil and darkness during this time in the future will then take over the whole planet. Satan and his demons, along with a wicked dictator that they empower to rule the world, will torment, torture, and will try to wipe out as many people as they can. Everybody that will be left behind after the rapture will suffer these great tribulations. Together, they will rob, kill, and destroy the world as we know it. Nature will be destroyed. Animals will be destroyed. Fish will be destroyed. Lakes and seas will be destroyed. Many people will die. War will be just Blatant and rampant, famine, poison, and disease. All the nations and governments of the world will collapse into chaos, anarchy, violence, and ruin. And then this evil, demon-empowered vessel of Satan, Satan's son, will then take over the world. And everybody that follows him will be led into doom and destruction. Everybody left behind. 
will know that they are being punished by Jesus for their sins during the tribulation. And because they rebelled against the one true God, they're having to suffer. They're going to know. Bible's clear in the future tribulation that they're being punished because they rejected Jesus. Now, everybody left behind will try to run and hide from these horrible, terrible judgments. But the Bible is very clear. No one will escape God's wrath. Wow. Now, let me pick up and continue our series. Acts 2 continues God's prophetic drama. It's presented to the church by Holy Spirit with the sixth trumpet judgment. We're going to look at Revelation chapter 9, verses 13 through 21 today. Now, we learn from this sixth trumpet judgment more details and answers to those important questions. Is God's judgment fair? Is it justified? We're also going to get the answer to what the world's going to look like and why all hell going to break out in the earth. Okay? The first thing you need to know is that the sixth trumpet judgment is all about the devil having his day. You heard me. The devil having his day. Now, I'm going to give you a heads up already. The devil will be set free to wreak havoc in the world with few restrictions, but he'll have some restrictions. God going to keep him on the leash. Amen. After the church is gone, evil will go unchecked. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse seven makes it clear. The devil and all he wants to do and demons can't do all they want to do in this world. It's bad now, but they can't do all they want as long as the church is here. Believers with the Holy Spirit resist the devil. We stand for light. We don't go for the culture, even though the culture is telling us that uh, the sodomite agenda is right. That's the gay agenda and whatever other letters you want to put there. You're still wrong. It's an abomination under God. Whatever you say. It's wrong to live with somebody and you ain't married. That's what the Bible says. It's wrong for children to cuss their parents out and do whatever they want to. The Bible says so. See, we're a problem. Christians are a problem for an evil world, but we keep it in check because we stand our ground and Satan can't do all he wants to do because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. You following me? But when no believers are in the world, when the church is gone, Holy Spirit's gone, there'll be nobody left to resist the devil. He'll totally control the culture. Everybody left behind has rejected Jesus. So the devil going to have his day. And just like Jesus said, believers are the light and salt of the earth. Without the church, the world will rapidly plunge into darkness and rot. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. All you got to do is imagine the world with all the lights turned out and all flesh rotting with maggots and disease. And that's what the world is going to be like when the church is gone because Satan will be able to have his way. Everybody going to be rocking with the devil, rolling with him, and they're going to pay the price. Church is not here to stop the madness. 
This point is further emphasized in Revelation chapter 9, verses 13 through 21. The Jews, remember that, will be saved in the tribulation period when they see Jesus come and rapture the church. They'll recognize that's the Jesus that they killed and rejected. So we were told that there's 144,000 of the Jews, 12,000 from each of the 12 ancient tribes of Israel that will actually be converted. They'll become Messianic Jews. And then we saw in the fifth trumpet judgment recorded in Revelation chapter 9 verses 1 through 12 that God seals them. And so they don't get stung by the scorpion tails of the demon who look like locusts that come from the bottomless pit when Jesus turns those keys over to Satan and lets Satan have his day. So now it only stands to reason then from the fifth trumpet judgment on Unbelieving Jews, along with the unbelieving Gentiles, everybody else left behind, is all going to suffer the same punishment from the sixth trumpet judgment until the end of the tribulations. So, okay, now Satan's having his day. We're going to have then the judgments of God get worse and worse, more intense and more intense. Is it justified? That brings me to the second thing you need to know. You need to know about the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was a symbol of God's holy presence amongst his people, Israel. That's where God spoke to Moses in the wilderness from a sacred tent called the tabernacle. Now, the golden altar then is in our vision for today. And it represents this Ark of the Covenant, which is also sometimes called the Ark of the Testimony and the Ark of God. The Ark of the Covenant was a gold-covered wooden portable chest decorated with two cherubim angels whose wings touched on the lid. There were four horns on each corner of the Ark. Inside the Ark was the Ten Commandments on two stone tablets, Aaron's rod and a pot of manna. Real quick, Ten Commandments, two stone tablets, God gave that to Moses on Mount Sinai. Aaron's rod was his miracle stick that God used when Moses and Aaron, who was Moses' older brother, went to see Pharaoh and God delivered him by doing miracles. Aaron's rod became a symbol of God's power over the Egyptian fake gods. And the pot of manna was simply a pot filled with bread. This manna, though, was food that God sent from heaven to feed Israel every day for 40 years. Here, listen to me. Food literally dropped out the sky from God every day to feed Israel while she was in the wilderness on her way to the promised land. That's what was in the chest, the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was positioned behind a thick curtain in the most holy place in the back of the tabernacle. And this place was called the Holy of Holies. You had to go through a series of entrances to come into the presence of the Holy God. Now, this thick curtain and this whole image of the Ark of the Covenant is important. God is holy. Sinful man is unholy. Unholy, sinful man cannot come into the presence of holy, perfect God unless something covers our sin. Holiness requires judgment of sin. You getting this? So, when we look at our vision for today, when the sixth angel blows his trumpet, God's judgments will then come from the midst of the golden altar that is before God, John says he saw. So the Ark of the Covenant is in heaven. 
not in earth. Now, this is significant. God is not speaking to the world, Jews, his chosen people, even the church, through an ark of the covenant, which is a symbol of how he did it in the Old Testament with the Israelites. Jesus now is the only manifestation that fulfills all of the prophetic promises that God now relates to the world through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus has to bring you to the father or you ain't getting to him. That tent that had that thick curtain in the Ark of the Covenant, it was torn in half when Jesus died. Amen. So what that means is our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, that's why I say he's the greatest gift to the world. He now becomes that lamb that was slain that John talked about earlier on the altar that's before God, the golden altar in our text. And the Lord speaks now to anybody and everybody and all people in the world through the revelation of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Not no other name, not no other person, not no other religion. It's Jesus Christ. So watch this. Since then, those that are left behind rejected Jesus. Now, God speaks with the symbol to those Israelites because we know the tribulation period is really primarily for them. They now have are still unrepentant. Jesus is coming, taking the church. The 144,000 already have received Jesus. So they're sealed. God's now dealing with those unbelieving Jews and the rest of the Gentiles. And the golden altar now speaks punishment instead of peace. And that's Jesus' voice. It's now symbolizing God's presence is not in the world. It's in heaven. Church is gone. Now God's altar is gone. So watch this. God's holy presence is not with these Jews anymore. They don't have his protection. They don't have his provision. That's why Satan will have his day. Well, I say that and all hell will break out in the earth. Now, Jesus, who is rejected by these Jews a second time when they see him rapture the church. It requires that you got to pay the price for that. Amen. The devil, when he has his day, he will punish God's chosen people that still rejected him again. Jesus Christ, again, as their Savior, a second time, and everybody else is left behind. Now, I want you to make sure you understand something. Don't get this twisted. The devil will have his day, but it's by God's permission. So even though the devil will have his day, during this seven-year tribulation period, God the Father still is calling the shots from heaven in the earth. God's still in control. As a matter of fact, we saw that Jesus had to give permission. He gave Satan the keys to the bottomless pit. Yes, he did. So that means Jesus is in control. When you got the keys, that means you controlling stuff. You lock, you open. Jesus got all that power and authority. The devil ain't doing this on his own. He can't. He need permission. But what's going to happen in the tribulation period, church is gone now. Holy Spirit's gone. God's presence gone. Symbolized by the Ark of the Covenant being gone. Now, you don't want grace. You don't want God's presence in that absence Satan is free to work in the world with few restrictions. Only restrictions he don't have is the ones the Lord continues to tell him. So it's the Lord's voice in our scripture that then tells the angel with the sixth trumpet to go ahead and blow his horn. And then Jesus commands from the altar in our vision today. 
that the four demons that he has kept imprisoned around the Euphrates River be released. Now, we are told that these demons actually have been prepared for this very day, hour, and second. So what the scriptures are saying is John saw these demons that are locked up. They've never been released to the, on the world yet because it's for this very time when Satan has his day. God's going to allow the devil to run things in the world for at least seven years. And there's going to be a purpose for this, though, during the tribulation period. So Jesus, again, gives commands that these four demons be let out of jail. Amen. Wow. Church gone. Ark of the Covenant gone, symbolizing the, the, the Jews' God. Amen. Jehovah. Right. They now, with the rest of the world, experience what the world is like without God. But God ain't going to turn all controls over. The Euphrates River is important why they've been locked up there because it symbolizes the borders between Israel and her enemies, particularly Assyria. And what it does, it explains the source of all Israel's problems from all of her surrounding neighbors that always want to exterminate Israel. Because God's chosen, they're God's chosen people. There's been spiritual warfare going on, and that's what we're going to see today. It's going to come to light that it's actually demons and dark powers that are using humans to fight against God's chosen. And it's just going to get worse because Satan's going to be in the world with his demons, with his one world gay government leader that everybody's following. And things are going to go from bad to worse because the pretense is over. Satan's just going to be bold there because he's going to be free for a little while. And he know he only got seven years to do his damage. Now, don't miss this. At Jesus' command, they will punish apostate Israel with an invading army of 200 million demon-possessed armored soldiers. You heard me right. John saw these 200 million demon-possessed armored soldiers riding war horses, he calls them, that look like fire-breathing lions with poisonous tails that bite like snakes. Yeah, chew that for a little while. <laughs> what an image. John might have been seen and trying to describe modern warfare. I don't really know. Um airplanes flying with missiles or cannons or nuclear blasts, don't know. But whatever it is, what he saw is describing that there are demonic forces under control of four demons that were specifically created by God, fallen devils, held in this pit, this prison, until it was time for them to be released, like the Kraken's being released, to judge the world. Now, is God justified? Is it fair? Well, now Satan is having his day. Why? Because the world rejected the gift of Jesus. Yeah, God's judgments are justified. We know from this revelation that one third of the world's remaining population, remaining population, will be killed by these plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur. You get it. So now half of the world's population is gone. Because remember, we already saw that these demons from the bottomless pit coming in the smoke, stinging folks, right? 
They tormented people for five months. They wanted to die but couldn't. But we already seen that through pestilence, famine, inflation, and disease, that one-third or one-fourth of the world's population has already been wiped out. So now when you add that to these one-thirds, that these demons under these 200 million demon-possessed armored soldiers will kill, now we got half the population wiped out for all these horrible plagues. And everybody will know that they're being punished because they rejected Jesus. But now here comes the most surprising thing to me about the sixth trumpet judgment. Look at how the survivors will respond after seeing all of this, suffering all of this, knowing all of this, they won't blink an eye. You heard me. After all that, they won't blink an eye. Defiant to the end. If that doesn't let you see, for those of you who say, oh, it's unfair, God gonna judge people. No, his judgments are more than justified after giving all these chances, all these chances, all these chances, all these chances, all these chances. After being punished, after being punished, after being punished, just like the devil. So prideful, they'll never humble themselves and repent. They'll be defiant until their very end. Well, if that is the way someone is, what else can you do with that but give them what they want? Punishment. Don't let the devil fool you, friends. Anybody and everybody, including the chosen, will suffer God's wrath in these future tribulation judgments if you reject Jesus as your Savior and Lord. You got to do both. Everybody will pay the price, no exceptions, if you reject Jesus. And Jesus has to be number one in your life, not your your way, not I ain't bowing, bragging about how I don't nobody tell you what to do. No, he need to be your Lord or he will have to be your judge because his holiness requires judgment for sin if you're not under the blood of Jesus. I want you to think about that and take God's warning seriously today. That's what's going to happen if you left behind. And that is what Christians learn from this sixth trumpet judgment. The devil will have his way and he will have few restrictions. God's judgment will be justified by the reactions of those who no matter what happens to them, they refuse to repent. So for all of eternity, we will know and the world will experience God is fair and just. And his judgments are part of his righteousness. Devil runs rampant. God's judgments are more than justified of sinners who reject Jesus. Revelation chapter 9 verses 13 to 21. Let me give it to you word for word. Here's what it says. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet. I heard a voice speak from the four corners of the golden altar that stand in the presence of God. The voice spoke to this angel and said, release the four angels who are tied up beside the great Euphrates River. The four angels had been prepared for this very hour and day and month and year. Now they were set free to kill a third of all people. By listening, I could tell there were more than 200 million war horses. In my vision, their riders wore fiery red, dark blue and yellow armor on their chests. The heads of the horses looked like lions with fire and smoke and sulfur coming out of their mouths. 
One third of all people were killed by the three terrible troubles caused by the fire, the smoke and the sulfur. The horses had powerful mouths and their tails were like poisonous snakes that bite and hurt. The people who lived through these terrible troubles did not repent and turn away from the idols they had made. And they did not stop worshiping demons. They kept on worshiping idols that were made of gold, silver, bronze, stone and wood. Not one of these idols could see, hear or walk. No one stopped murdering or practicing witchcraft or being sexually immoral or stealing. Lord, Lord, Lord. Satan going to have his day. That's why all hell going to break out, break loose. And if this doesn't convince you that God's judgments are justified, then you just are hopeless. After all of this, they didn't blink an eye and they refused to repent. That's how you know the devil's true children. Just like the devil, they'll never say, I'm sorry. Confess before God. Bow before his presence. And admit they were wrong and seek forgiveness. Too proud to beg. Friends, Jesus Christ is God's gift to the world. That's the best news. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Don't reject Jesus as your Savior and Lord. You, you have to do both if you want to be a Christian. Part of the church that Jesus raptures. Here's the bad news. If you reject Jesus, you will pay the price. Always and forever. Don't let the devil fool you. Because he will have his way with you. If you die in your sins and if you are left behind at the rapture, it's going to happen to you for sure, what you see in the book of Revelation. Here's the good news, though. The gospel, that's good news. First John 1 and 9 says, if you confess your sins to God, he can always be trusted to forgive you and take your sins away. Hallelujah. Romans 10 and 9 says, you will be saved if you honestly say Jesus is Lord. And if you believe with all your heart that God raised him from death. God will accept you and save you if you truly believe this and tell others. Amen, amen, amen. Stop sinning. Repent. Confess. Believe. And God will save you through faith in Jesus. Amen. Make the right choice today. Everybody, including the chosen, will suffer God's wrath in the future tribulation judgments if you reject Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That even means folk who went to church. Everybody will pay the price, no exceptions, for rejecting Jesus. Take God's warning seriously. You will regret it if you left behind. That's what Christians learn from the sixth trumpet judgment. Forever with Jesus or forever without Jesus. The devil will have his way in the near future. And God's judgments are justified. The choice is yours. Jesus is coming soon. I'm glad about it. What about you? you. Amen.